Today on the Tech Bytes podcast, we're talking WAN architectures and how to simplify and secure them with sponsor Cloudflare. Our guests are Amit Naik and Annika Garbers from Cloudflare. Amit and Anik, welcome to the podcast. And so Cloudflare announced Magic WAN, which is your uh, WAN solution back in 2021. Can you give us a quick overview of the service and the customer problems you're trying to solve? Yeah, Magic WAN allows customers to use Cloudflare's global Anycast network to connect any source or destination on their private network. So that can be a data center, a cloud property, a user device, and it's an alternative to traditional forms of connectivity, things like MPLS or IPsec tunnels uh, going over the internet. So does that make you sassy? Are you adding security to that or is this just the connectivity component? Yes, absolutely. The security is a huge part of the value proposition. Right. The traffic lands at the closest Cloudflare location and we apply those security policies right there to be able to uh, do that and optimize the traffic flow. Okay, so we'll talk about the security stuff in a minute. I just want to get down to how we connect to you because Cloudflare is not a traditional WAN provider in the sense that you have pops all over the world and I have to get my traffic into your network. Can you give me a quick overview of how I would do that? Sure. So we're agnostic to any method you want to use to connect traffic to Cloudflare. Mm -hmm. uh, there's a couple of different options depending on which of those sources or destinations we talked about you are using. So if you're connecting from a data center, that could look like a direct connection, either mm -hmm. directly with our network, if you're in the same facility or through a, a virtual connect, uh, connection option through a partner. Mm -hmm. That could also be something like an Anycast tunnel over the internet. So we use standards-based GRE or IPsec tunnels but we provide one IP address on the Cloudflare end that gives you automatic connectivity to all of our POPs in over 270 cities across the world. And then from remote users, they can use uh, the Cloudflare device client that acts as a forward proxy to get traffic to our network. So lots of options depending on how you want to connect. Right, and that includes SD-WAN partners as well, if I remember rightly. You've actually got partnerships with certain companies to actually connect their stuff in. Yes, exactly. So if you've already deployed SD-WAN throughout your network and you want to use that hardware, those boxes, their portals that you're already familiar with using to be able to connect to Cloudflare even uh, easier than just setting up an IPsec tunnel, you're able to do that as well. Does that imply that Magic WAN is kind of better than the internet? One thing that we see is there's a lot of companies setting themselves up and saying, send your traffic to us and we'll make it route faster. Are you asserting the same sort of thing? Yeah, absolutely. So we have a couple of different methods that we can use to accelerate traffic over Cloudflare's network versus just sending it over the public internet. We've built our own private backbone that spans across the entire world that we're able to use uh, to, to leverage to route traffic between locations. And then we also use telemetry-based routing to make smarter decisions for how to get traffic from point A to point B. Then the traffic would be able to route just over the internet using sort of standard BGP routes. So 100%, that's part of the value prop. And can I get to, you know, if I'm, say, a client in a branch office, can I get to, you know, uh, traditional applications that might be, you know, client server apps in a, in a company HQ as well as the public cloud? A hundred percent. Any source or destination that you want to connect, you know, public on the internet or private within your network, uh, mm -hmm. you can set up a tunnel to Cloudflare to get to it. But it's just at any cost. So I can send my outbound connection to a, the same IP address anywhere in the world and I'll be on the Cloudflare network. Exactly. And that makes management super easy, right? You don't mm. have to think about connecting to Cloudflare in Atlanta and Beijing and London and Dubai. It's just connect to Cloudflare and the traffic will automatically land at the closest location to its source. I imagine there's some resilience there as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah, 100%. That allows us to take you know, any pop on our network 
uh, down for maintenance or uh, an upgrade or a route around congestion or other problems on the internet that might be between one Cloudflare location and a customer's network. And none of those changes impact our ability to deliver traffic to customer networks because there's always another option. So if we look at modern enterprise applications, there's a fair bit of consumption of SaaS, right? It's in a, in a or typical organization, majority of the applications tend to be SaaS with some yeah. private cloud applications. What's nice about this architecture is, uh, is all of that's available in one place. Whether you're going to an internet-based application or a private application, you get to it the same way. Because if you look at the recommendations coming from folks like Microsoft, uh, Microsoft 365, for example, they'll tell you to break out everything locally at the branch. Right, they'll tell you, please don't backhaul everything to the data center <laughs> and, and, uh, and get it straight out to the internet. So it's something like Magic WAN, depending on where, where your apps are sitting, whether they're on the public internet, which by the way, may be on the Cloudflare network itself, mm. or whether it's a private application that you're hosting, uh, it takes the same path. Well, I guess that comes from that content delivery network is you have pops in a lot of these data centers where the SaaS people are, and you've got good access to those resources. And not only good access, some of these SaaS applications are actually on the Cloudflare CDN. So if we're talking about not backhauling traffic, does that mean if I'm you know, a, a client in a branch office or, or at home and I'm uh, using some SaaS apps, but I'm also doing some you know, apps in an HQ, does that mean it sounds like I'm able to set up multiple sessions depending on the application? Is that the idea? You don't even need multiple sessions. It's all over the same connection, right? So once you connect to the Cloudflare network and you connect to your local, local uh, data center, uh, you can get to either a private application or a public application, all based on uh, our secure web gateways right there. So you don't have to go to a different data center, or a different pop to, uh, to get private applications versus public apps. Okay, so the first place I'm hitting is that Cloudflare pop. And then depending on the destination, it's either going to my HQ or out to a SaaS application or the public cloud. Exactly. Yeah, so maybe we should talk about then that security element, because if you are, I guess, are you brokering that traffic that's going to the pop and then you can do security things? So there's several sort of layers of security policies that we can apply to that traffic once it's at Cloudflare's network. The first thing that happens is that all the traffic goes through sort of a traditional network firewall. And so customers can apply uh, policies to all of that traffic and the, uh, the, the control is from sort of one single plane, but then the policies apply everywhere. So any Cloudflare location where the traffic lands and any server that it lands on, their security policies are gonna be applied right there. When you say traditional firewall, we're talking you sort of stateful inspection where I'm looking at port and protocol as opposed to an L7 or application firewall? Exactly. So pretty much any packet characteristic. And then there's also functions of uh, traditional network firewalls that customers can also apply things like getting packet captures to get visibility of all of that traffic, pretty much all there running on every server. Okay. And you said there are other, I heard secure web gateways in there as well. Yep. So then after that layer of network firewall security is applied, Customers can choose to upgrade their traffic to more sophisticated, kind of finer grain filtering and move in a direction that's closer to maybe a zero trust security model. So mm -hmm. we can upgrade traffic uh, that's headed out to the internet to go through Cloudflare's secure web gateway. And then in that case, you get more uh, sophisticated filtering, things like URL filtering, malware detection, all those kind of functions that you would think of associated with a secure web gateway. And enabling that is just one click from the Cloudflare dashboard to, to get that upgrade. Okay. Um, how about application aware, uh, like an L7 capability? Is that something in the in the uh, security service? Yes, for sure. So it just depends on kind of how much security you want and over which traffic flows. You can layer all of those things in together across all of that traffic. Um, 
One of the things that we discussed when we were prepping for the call is that you're ask, you can transfer firewall policies into Cloudflare. Does that imply I can literally, you're able to read my firewalls or you're just saying I can move my firewalling functionality into the, into the Cloudflare uh, functionality? So what we've seen many customers do is take their policies. So they'll open up their firewall config and either download the list if they're able to get it in sort of a standard syntax, something like a wire filter, and just upload that to Cloudflare. They can mm. use our API or Terraform to manage all their firewall policies with sort of infrastructure as code. And then when they're able to do that, then that basically transfers those rules so that the traffic, if there's say malicious traffic that's uh, uh, sort of headed toward their network from the outside, or they're doing network segmentation, mm. it all happens at Cloudflare's edge. And so that bandwidth doesn't get anywhere close to their network. It's not Know, using right. up that capacity that they might have at those locations. Yeah, it, it all goes back to like, where would you rather filter your malicious traffic, Greg, right? In the mm. cloud before it ever comes anywhere close to your network or <laughs> after it's already on your network. Yeah. And once people, uh, once our customers realize that they can actually do this filtering in the cloud, yeah. uh, on the Cloudflare network, they they opt to do that. And then they sort of, sort of migrate all the policies out to the cloud. Well, I think there's a second angle here, which is that there's a single configuration point for my firewall policy. I configure it in my Cloudflare dashboard, or as you said, using Terraform or, you know, programming, hitting the API. But once that policy's in place, it's there anywhere. So even if I bring up a new branch, I don't have to reset the firewall policy. It's just going to be there. Yeah, so the nice thing about something like Magic WAN and Magic Firewall and, and, and Cloudflare Network Services, the way a network architecture works, it's very location agnostic. Mm -hmm. So you just focus on the policies, right? You don't have to worry about what region you apply it to, where your firewall is, how many discrete firewall elements you have to manage and keep up to date. Mm -hmm. You get rid of all of that and you just think you're just focused on the policies and you're managing security where yeah. you should be is just what you should be doing. I don't have to worry about inbound and outbound interfaces. All I need to know is source IP exactly. and destination IP or, you know, this app to this app or that application to that service or whatever it is becomes a lot simpler. Does that lead into then a discussion around zero trust network access? Are you able to integrate with the identity providers then? Absolutely. So we have integrations with leading identity providers and we're able to take an identity aware policies, apply them to our secure web gateway. Uh, so, so users have access to uh, certain specific resources based on who they are. What's the, we also integrate with endpoint protection uh, mm -hmm. platform. So uh, what's the health of their endpoint? Are they on a managed device, unmanaged device? Where in the world they're located? So we're able to apply really fine-grained granular policies uh, for ZDNA. So this is where clients, so this is where desktops, remote desktops, or you know, users that are working in distributed nature would connect to the Cloudflare network first, and the identity provider provide. You know, you have an identity provider, zero trust network access. So it becomes a VPN replacement or a remote access replacement in that sense, very loosely. Absolutely, absolutely, right. So uh, whether your users are at home or in the home office or traveling or or back in the office, they get a, a uniform set of policies that mm. just work everywhere. We've seen customers using these technologies is because you can kind of layer them. What we're doing is giving people that might have more of a traditional or, or legacy network architecture today a bridge to zero trust, so they can connect to Cloudflare using. Uh, kind of the standards and technologies that they're familiar with, things like IPsec or direct connectivity, but then we give them the ability to transition to more application level, user level policy and routing control with Cloudflare. So it's kind of a, a path to a more sassy mm. architecture model. Now, if I'm in the new age of working where I'm at home X number of days and in the office X number of days, and I've got that client piece uh, on my device that I'm taking to work and, and home with me, do I still get that uh, policy element that travels with me and it's aware that now I'm in the office and so 
you know, my policy, I may have a different policy than when I'm at home or in a coffee shop. Yep, exactly. The, the idea is that as a user, your experience should be the same regardless of where you are. So if you're in a coffee shop or if you are sitting in the office or you're at home, your experience and your ability to access the applications that you need in order to do work should be the same. That doesn't necessarily mean that, you know, maybe we are applying uh, the, the same level of security if you're on an untrusted network versus a trusted network. For example, right. we might mm. have higher security applied, but as a user, your experience will be the same and it's sort of transparent that that's happening under the hood. Mm. I guess that's what I was after. There's a, uh, there's, uh, I can have different policy gradations based on the location and who I am. And then the, you'll apply the appropriate security controls. Mm-hmm. And things like your device, right? When the last time you logged into things was, all of those aspects can factor into it. Okay. What about processing speed? Like there's a lot of stuff going on here. There's a lot of activity being done. And if I think about all this, there's all these steps being added. Is it fast? Yeah, this is one of the most exciting aspects, I think, for networking nerds is traditionally when you're trying to spec out a hardware appliance or an MPLS line or something like that, you have to think about the amount of bandwidth that you need. What are your throughput requirements? And with Cloudflare, essentially because of our architecture and the way that we load balance traffic automatically across all of the servers within one location and then between locations worldwide, you actually don't have to think about any of that. It just sort of scales up. And so we are able to offer really sort of carrier grade service to Mm. pretty much everyone for all of these security policies and all of this connectivity. There's customers pushing, you know, multiple Mm. hundreds of gigabits per second of traffic through Cloudflare's network with no impact on their performance. So scaling, so you can vertically scale, get up to, you know, hundreds of gigabits of remote access capability. But, and we talked about how the backbone speeds it up, but does all this processing and inspection and zero trust, does that have a performance hit? Does that slow down or is it distributed as well and operate to like to the customers notice? So one of the nice things about doing all of this in one place is we can do single pass inspection and in that single pass, we can apply all of these uh, controls that, that we talked about. Uh, so you're not sending your, your traffic on a scenic route across multiple pops for all the different services, right? So it gets to one data center, all the services, it gets to a server, all the services are right there. And uh, you avoid the additional network latency that you would have in other solutions where you have secure web gateway in one place, you have private access in another place, you have you may have CASB in a third place, and then mm. your, your traffic actually has to travel between those pops and, and you know, incurs additional latency. So with Cloudflare, you don't have that problem. Everything's in one place. Mm. And I guess, you know, there's also a lot of other things that Cloudflare does. You're not just a magic WAN company, you know, providing this WAN backbone service and security with this SASE. You're also doing a whole bunch of other things. So there, there is some other aspects here to consider out where Cloudflare could be a multi-service supplier, but we're just focusing on this one product today. Absolutely. So one thing we are, we are we're starting to talk about is sort of the uh, the the coming together of SASE and application services, right? Where enterprises mm-hmm. need to stand up private apps, both for their employees and for customers. And uh, well, we have all this all of those uh, CDN and web web application security services on the mm-hmm. network as well. So it becomes really easy to integrate. Well, it becomes even simpler for networking people. They do DNS as well as DDoS, as well as content delivery, like caching and security and all that sort of stuff. And if you're already there doing this, it actually makes sense to have your DNS in one place so you don't have like things like <laughs> domain registration and DNS servers and, and all this sort of stuff. It actually becomes, you know, a, a combined provider for this sort of stuff does have some capabilities for, for customers in terms of purchasing. Totally. And the more we see companies adopting cloud and sort of multi-cloud, poly-cloud strategies, the more important that single control plane for your 
security and connectivity mm. is going to be, right? If you're, you're, uh, you know, your application guys decide to spin up another cloud provider because they want to use some best-in-class feature for one specific application, you don't have to think about managing an entire separate security stack for that now. You can just connect that traffic through Cloudflare and use the same policies that you have already configured for your other destinations. We like to think of Cloudflare as the operating system for your business. That's yeah. a nice way to end it, I think. If folks want to get more information about how to uh, explore or investigate Cloudflare, where would you send them? Yeah, if you want to learn more, go to cloudflare.com slash packet pushers and you can get a customized demo of everything we just discussed and, and reach out to us and we're happy to talk more. All right, that's uh, cloudflare.com slash packet pushers and I went and checked out that site myself and it looks like you're also doing some giveaways. So if you're interested in some goodies, you can go check that out as well. Uh, Amit and Anika, thank you for being here. Uh, and thanks as always to our listeners uh, for also being here. If you like this episode, there are many more fine, free technical podcasts and our community blog. It's all at packetpushers.net. You can follow us on Twitter at Packet Pushers. Find us on LinkedIn, watch us on uh, YouTube, listen to us on Spotify and rate us on Apple Podcasts. And last but not least, remember that too much networking would never be enough.